you ever thrown you a curveball that you weren't sure what to do with? You know, the kind where you think someone should really do something about this. Have you ever thought maybe that someone is me and then found yourself on a grand adventure you never saw coming? Me too. As a special needs mom, I have been saddened by what's available to my son. But instead of wallowing in it, I decided to do something about it. Along the way, I'm meeting extraordinary people and having the most wonderful experiences I never thought I'd have. I'm so inspired by what's happening around me that I want to share it all with you. Living Your Legacy is a community where ordinary people who've been called to create something bigger than themselves can come together to be inspired, connect, learn, and live into the legacies they want to see in the world. I'm your host, Michelle Slaney Travato, and this is the Living Your Legacy Podcast. Hello, everybody. Michelle Slaney Travato here, and I want to take a moment to welcome you to the Living Your Legacy Podcast and TV show. I am always so interested in talking to legacy makers and the professionals who support them, because the reality is when you're trying to create something bigger than yourself, none of us does it alone. And anytime you try to create something bigger than yourself, you come across areas in your own life where you need to stretch and grow some things you may need to let go of so that you can embrace some other things. There's so much going on that the professionals who support legacy makers are super important. And today we have one of those amazing professionals with us. So I'd like to take a moment to introduce you to my guest. Um, Krishna Avalon is a licensed acupuncturist, subconscious therapist, psych K facilitator, internal family systems practitioner, and breathwork guide who has led over 28,000 patients and clients to their health and wellness goals for the last 21 years. She currently specializes in subconscious therapy and the nervous system. There is so much to dig into here because there's a whole lot of terms that people might actually need to find for them. So Krishna, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Michelle, thank you so much for having me. So Krishna, I want to start before we jump into all the wonderful things that you do by going back a little bit in time. When you were in grade four and the teacher asked you what you wanted to be when you grow up, what was it? Because I can imagine, like I know when I was in grade four, I had no idea what a psych K facilitator was or internal family systems practitioner. These, I mean, I knew what a family was, but I would not have chosen any of those things. And I would imagine they probably weren't on your radar either. No. And if you ask me that question, I'm like, do I even remember what I wanted to be when I was in fourth grade? Probably some sort of performer maybe a dancer, maybe an actress, maybe a singer. Mm. Um, I remember definitely leading some people through like dance performances at the school pep rallies in grade school. So I'm just going to guess it was something like that. Fabulous. So tell us a little bit about your journey and what got you here? Because these are very specific modalities that you've gotten involved with. And I want to know a little bit about what that journey was that got you from being a singer, dancer, or performer into this area of life. 
My goodness. Well, I would say that when I found acupuncture school, I think at the age of 24, 23, when I started getting interested in it or found out what it was, that was probably my first 100% yes. The first calling, the first thing that I trusted and like had an intuitive hit on and then followed and pursued without any doubt was the first thing I committed to. And the first thing I trusted 100% and I had, I've had a beautiful career with that work and been able to support my family and helped so many people, which is such a privilege, but like everybody, when pandemic hit, I really needed to figure out how to pivot and how to continue to support myself and my family. So it had been a couple of years before pandemic hit that I started hearing about the subconscious mind on a podcast. And when I started hearing about the the subconscious and learning about it, I was like obsessed because, you know, it creates 97% of our lives. And so I started doing some of my own work with it and then heard about Site K, the process I've been training on a podcast and was like, ding, what's that? So like sort of that same intuitive hit that I had had with acupuncture school and then looked into practitioners that did it here in Portland, Oregon, there was only one. And I came and saw her here in this house. This was her home that she taught sight in for 12 years, actually. Um, and I had a session and honestly, Michelle, I didn't feel any different, but I knew that I wanted to train in it. And I think that the reason I didn't feel any different is because I didn't particularly feel seen or heard by her as my practitioner. And that is a really huge piece in healing, often being seen and heard and feeling safe. That's the healing itself. And then when we have someone who is intuitive, they can guide us to our goal better. So in Psych K, we do these things called balances. And one of the balances that we do is called a goal statement where we would talk about what we want and then come up with the very best words that you feel connected to because you're literally creating a new program mm-hmm. when you do that balance in your subconscious mind. So if you have a practitioner who is going to help you come up with those best words where you read it back and you're like lit up and you're like, yes, that's what I want. That's going to be your best goal statement. And that's going to be the program from which then you create life. So Long story short, pandemic helped me shift. I knew that I wanted to train in it. My teacher was teaching three of the four levels here in her home during that time. I took them all and I just finished the fourth training last year, um, specific to health and well-being. And like for me, this is where it's at, especially since the pandemic, when so many of us were in, and this wasn't my experience particularly, but so many of my friends, family members, patients, very afraid of the unknown, very afraid of trusting themselves, very afraid of not being safe or supported or held. And so we all have stress and trauma, all of us. But this work, from what I have found in all my years, is that this is the work that is going to help you create that new pathway in your subconscious mind and go in a new direction the quickest. So you can be in talk therapy for however long, maybe even 20 years, intellectually and consciously understand yourself and your life and why things are, but you might still be triggered, stuck, avoidant, anxious because you haven't worked in the subconscious mind. And so for me, 
this is where it's at. I like simple. I like easy. And I like um, direct. And so for me, that's what Psyche is. It's also different than other processes of working with the subconscious mind because other things like EMDR, hypnotherapy, even emotion code, which I like the best of those three, you can clear and you can uncouple from stress. But in Psyche, you can do that and you get to create new programs. So I feel like I was very divinely led to all of the things that I practice, acupuncture, site K, and internal family systems by something higher than me, because it's very clear that being a practitioner is the most natural thing for me. And also, I tend to go through my own shadow and wounding lessons. And then inevitably, what shows up at my door is all these people that need help going through those same lessons. So I get to guide from an embodied place because I've been through it. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. So let's talk a little bit about, you talked about psychane. Thank you for defining that. I think that that's really extraordinary to be able to not just let go of some of the things that hold us back, but to reprogram, to accept some of the amazing new things that we want to see come into our lives. That's amazing. What is internal family systems? Like, what is that? It's a formal mental health training. So, you know, I was in a class with 50 other therapists. I was the only non-therapist. And everybody in that class had been waiting like three years to get into the class because it's a lottery. Mm-hmm. And I got in right away. And so I, and I didn't even really know what I was getting into. I sort of had heard about it and had a friend who I met in Costa Rica on retreat, who was a therapist that I thought was so lovely. And she loved internal family systems. And what I was finding already was that I was able to offer this beautiful process of psyche to people who were stuck in traditional talk therapy, right? Mm-hmm. So it was just sort of making sense to me that I like had some mental health training. I mean, people already referred to me as a therapist, but for anything that's like not meaning to be spiritually bypassy, with Psyche, K, internal family systems is this very deep inquiry. It's a framework for discovering and learning about the parts of us that we create mm-hmm. as protectors, whether they're managers, they're called, or firefighters. Both of those are protectors, protecting the exiled and wounded and abandoned parts of us who are stuck in the past mostly as children Mm -hmm. in a place and time where they took on a very extreme role, all of them, the protectors and the exiles just to like keep going. And so it's this really beautiful way of getting what they call your capital S self that we all have. That's already whole and healed and wise and loving and compassionate and open and courageous getting those parts in relationship with yourself so that they can know, learn, and trust who you are, and they can come out of their extreme roles. Mm -hmm. They can unblend in from their extreme roles, give you space so that you can be more self-led in life. And then if you're lucky, you get to unburden your exiles 
And so it's very, very beautiful. And I love how it's non-pathologizing, it's non-diagnosing, and it's really you and yourself that knows what to do. I just get to sit here in my own self-energy, reflect that to you, hold the space and ask you the right questions to get you in relationship with your parts. That's lovely. I think that that's really extraordinary. It's one of the first times I've heard about it. So I'm super curious about that. So tell us now a little more about subconscious therapy. How would somebody know if it was something they need or should explore? How would they know this? You know, I called it subconscious therapy because I am working with the subconscious. That's my specialty when I'm working with psyche and internal family systems is mental health therapy. Anybody who has started to hear about the subconscious but doesn't know how to work with it. Anybody who feels like they are in repetitive patterns, resistance, struggle, they're stuck, they're triggered. They're just feeling very limited, like they're frustrated, they can't move on. Maybe you have stresses you can't stop thinking about or just can't even, like you try to avoid it because it's so big, right? Those are perfect for Psyche. I call it subconscious therapy because when I get to do several sessions with somebody, I will probably combine my skill sets and bring them into a session in whatever way is appropriate for somebody. So I might do some sessions of just site K, I might do a session of just IFS, internal family systems, or we might do some internal family systems inquiry, get to know one of your parts, and then transform a stress in the subconscious mind with site K. It's very special. I feel like I've always been an artist in the healing arts. You know, I I just am, we all kind of have our own ways of doing things, but, um, For me, it's always been an artistry. And so I don't know anybody else that's combining these kinds of things, but it's what every single person that comes to me needs. It's what I wish I had had earlier on. It's the the healing that the world needs, honestly. So yeah, I just feel like I'm divinely led. I just happen to be in a place where I'm having to educate people which is why I'm on podcasts to um, like let people know what's available because it doesn't have to take 15 years for you to get to where you want to be in life. You could do a couple few sessions of this work and then have a completely different life. That's amazing. So let's talk a little bit about people who are out there creating legacies. Often there are people who either feel called to do something. So they've seen a situation or experienced a situation where they say, you know, somebody should really do something about this and then make the decision that they're the person to do it. Or they've had some kind of a crisis or they're, you know, they're at that fork in the, in the woods, the fork in the road, trying to make a decision like, where do I go? Do I go this path? Do I go that path? They're kind of forging their way into the great unknown because the reality is most of us who are leading, living into those legacies are creating something new. So there isn't exactly a pathway like 
say, becoming a teacher, which I did. Nice, clear path. You get on that path. You can reasonably expect you're going to be in school this long. You're going to learn these kinds of things. And here's what's going to happen in a classroom and in your life as a professional in that field. When you're building a legacy, you don't have that nice, clear roadmap. In fact, usually you're the one building it. You know, it's kind of like bushwhacking. You're out in the in the forest trying to figure out how you're going to create a pathway for others to follow. And of course, as we start getting into this, doubt always creeps in. That, you know, that sense of who are you to think you can do this or is this really going to work? Plus, you also hear that from outside yourself as well. Lots of people will tell you you can't. So what are some initial tips that you would give to people when they hit that place, that place where the doubt starts to make them either slow down or pause or even stop? What would be some tips that you would give them to help them quiet that voice? Mm -hmm. Well, what I can say is that the subconscious mind loves repetition. So if you're trying to form a new habit and it's very hard, like say all of the people that start New Year's resolutions, the research shows people might start gung-ho and then by January 12th, they've fallen off. Mm -hmm. That's an example of like a self-sabotaging behavior, some sort of very contracted belief about maybe feeling as good in your body as you want to. Maybe you deserving to put yourself first, your self-care, for instance. So repetition is where it's at. Things that you can do on your own would be to use the time before you fall asleep or before you get out of bed in the morning when your brain is in that like sleepy, dreamy place to imagine what it is you want in your life. The subconscious loves images more than words. So you can do that through meditation. You could do it through maybe looking at some photographs. You, I have made a vision board on Pinterest and then had it printed out onto canvas. And so that hangs next to my bed where I can see it all the time. So I see it all the time, repetition. You could listen to self-hypnosis. I haven't found one that I'm in love with yet. So I want to make my own because I'm always wondering, what are they saying to me that I can't really hear and I'm, and I'm asleep, right? Mm-hmm. I also don't love technology in my bedroom at night, but... Um, So that you can journal and have post-its and use mantras. But the thing about that is the subconscious loves repetition. But if you are not doing work like Site K or whatever else you're drawn to, it is going to take a lot longer. So if you do something like Site K to, to create the belief or whatever it is you're trying to do in your life, have healthy habits, be worthy and deserving of feeling great in your body or choosing what's best for your mind, body, and spirit. You can do a couple of sessions like this and then use all those other things I just described to reinforce the heavy, heavy lifting Mm -hmm. that a psych case session can do. So 
I'm not sure that that answered your question. You did. You actually provided a few tips there I thought were were really wonderful. One of the things that I practice is gratitudes um, in the evening before I go to sleep, thinking about three things that day that I am truly grateful for. And lots of times it's around future planning. And it may even be that I'm grateful for the challenges that have been put in front of me because I handled them in the manner that I wanted to, you know, as my best self, um, things along those lines. And so I love what you said. I also love that you said images. So creating a vision board or pictures, finding images online that resonate with you, that are what you want to achieve or who you would like to be in your life and show up as, I think those are such profound things and a really good place for people to start for sure. Because as we're creating this legacy that we're trying to do, we are standing in the unknown. And, you know, historically, your subconscious is there to keep you safe. But that safety sense can be a bit warped um, in terms of how it tries to protect you in that, you know, back in the day, if a saber toothed tiger was around, it kept you safe from the tiger. If you saw this or heard that, you knew that this was a trigger that you needed to protect yourself. But so many things today are not actual physical safety issues, at least as an adult when you're being triggered. Um and so being aware of those things and looking at how you can help yourself to overcome them, I think is super important. And I'm glad you shared those tips. I think that's really useful stuff. I'm going to have to go dig out some pictures of what I want to achieve because um, I love that idea. That's something that I look at it would make me smile and feel good about I would love to have that. Here's what my life would be like if that was in my life, if I've achieved this goal or reached the creation of my legacy, the completion of it all. Um, I love those ideas. I think those are so profound. And I love that you suggested that site K is not a 15-year commitment. It can be several sessions and then use these things to support what you've learned about yourself and how you handle the world. Um, and then be able to move forward much quicker and, you know, achieve the things you want to achieve faster. I love that. I love all of that. So yes, you did answer the question. I thought that was quite beautiful. I'm like, Oh, that is so interesting. Yeah. And you can just put like, put that board that you make on Pinterest or Canva, put it on your phone or put it on your uh, screensaver on your laptop. You know, you don't even need to print it out and hang it on your wall, but yeah. Images. Beautiful tops, like ideas. I love that. Mm -hmm. What else were you going to say there? Oh, just that. Just, just imagers. Mm -hmm. I think that that's absolutely beautiful. Thank you for being a part of the Living Your Legacy podcast community in 2022. We can honestly say 2023 is going to be an exciting year. We've got some new things going on that we'd like to share with you. The Living Your Legacy podcast is now offering advertising spots. We found many entrepreneurs spent lots of money on advertising last year, only to find that they weren't falling in front of their ideal audience. We'd love to help you get your message out. Let's discuss this. Click the link in the show notes to book a time to chat and see if this could be a good fit for you.
And when we talk about legacy, of course, one of the questions I ask all of our guests is about creating your own legacy and living in your zone of genius. And Krishna wrote a really beautiful answer to that. So I wanted to share it with you because I was very inspired when I read it. And so the question is, what is the legacy you are living into? What have you become an expert at? What is your zone of genius? So Krishna's answer was this. I have become an expert at health and wellness, the subconscious mind and the nervous system. My zone of genius is helping people move past their trauma and create the life they wish to live. I'm living into the powerful space I hold that allows people to heal and experience the limitlessness of who they are meant to be. That is so beautiful. My legacy is helping so many people believe that they are worthy and deserving of the best that love and life have to offer. So I'm assuming now that many people come to you because they don't feel worthy or deserving. Would that be accurate? Yeah, and they might not know that that's what it is. So people don't need to know what their limiting self sabotaging beliefs are. They don't know it to they don't need to know where they're stuck in their subconscious mind. You can just take a look at your life and look at where you're stuck and hitting resistance and frustrated and where you want to move on from. Those are the kinds of questions we start with because when we get to do the balance called the transformation of stress, I really see it as like clearing the slate energetically and making space for us to then talk about what you want and do that goal statement. That's absolutely beautiful. I think that there's so much power in that. And I love the words to to help people heal and experience the limitlessness of who they are meant to be, because we do feel so many limitations, either externally put on us, um, or more importantly, internally, we put them on ourselves. Um, So I love that that's, that's the legacy you are creating in the world is to allow other people to let go of the limitations they hold for themselves to be able to experience their lives more full, more fully, more energetically, more with more happiness. Um, I think that's really incredible. Thank you. You are so welcome. So now that we've talked about all that, um, who would be an, an ideal client for you? Who are the people you generally serve? I serve people who know that they are wanting to grow, that know that maybe other things haven't helped. Like traditional talk therapy may or may not have helped, but you're still not where you want to be. Mm-hmm. You know that you repeat patterns. And you don't want to repeat those patterns anymore. Mm -hmm. Maybe you just are ready for things to be easier. It doesn't have to be this arduous, enduring, difficult journey. You don't have to do that to be worthy and deserving. To prove that you're worthy. You don't have to do that. You can just let it be easy. And so a lot of the balances that I do with people are like, I deserve ease. It's easy for me to choose what supports me. Like that's very different for a lot of people. A lot of us 
I being one of them just thought it always had to be difficult because that's all I knew. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be. I love that. Um, so if this is resonating with people in the audience, and I imagine it is, or if they're curious to know more, um, how can people reach out to you? Yes, please say hi. I'm not hugely on the internet. In fact, I'm going to do a digital detox here pretty soon. But, you know, my website will teach you mostly everything you want to know, whether it's site K or subconscious therapy or internal family systems. There is a resource page on my website with some free practices on there, like, you know, meditations and somatic practices. There's a breathwork practice. And then Instagram, I love to post stories when I feel like it. People read those a lot or watch those. I post testimonials, parenting things because I have a teenager, a lot of time in nature because that's where things make sense for me. And then business-wise, people do find me on LinkedIn as well. Mm, Fantastic. So I know it'll be in the show notes, but would you share with everybody what your website is? Yeah, it's just my name, Krishna Avalon, K-R-I-S-H-N-A-A-V-A-L-O-N.com. Fantastic. Um, And again, this will all be in the show notes for people to check out. I love that there are some free practices there for people to look at and try out for themselves, to do some more research on, to see if this is a modality that might work for them and how they feel about it. Um, I think, again, it's so important moving forward with any legacy for us to do the inner work that allows the outer experiences and um, legacies to be created. Uh, So I want to thank you so much for your time. It's uh, been really wonderful listening to you share this whole avenue of exploring yourself that I didn't even know really existed before we connected. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. Yeah, thank you too for being so lovely and for asking great questions. Oh, that's amazing. So folks, Krishna and I are super excited to have you here. Again, if you're curious, if you're interested, check out her website, reach out to her to see if she could be a good fit for you to help you explore some more of what's going on in your life so that you can gain the success that you so richly deserve. And as always, I would encourage you to go start living your legacy today. Have a good one, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend. Together, we can inspire more people to start living their legacy too. And let's keep the conversation going. We would love to hear all about your journey in living your legacy and support you along the way. Join our Facebook community, Living Your Legacy Podcast, where we connect, collaborate, and celebrate each other. Can't wait to see you there.